2: Hello, welcome to the latest episode of the W12 podcast. And yes, you can tell us a different voice intro today. Ben can't make it; I'm left in charge. This could be a disaster. It could be brilliant. Who knows? But I'm joined by the stat man himself, Mr. Jack Supple. Hello, Jack. You all right? Yeah, not bad, Dan. Good to be on, mate. Good, good. We're also joined by Mr. FPL himself, Chris Hermitage. Are you, mate? You all right?
3: All good. All good, mate. Very happy after Saturday and uh, even more buzzing for this chat we're going to get into. Excellent, excellent.
2: And last but not least, we've got Harry from Our Insights bringing his youthful exuberance knowledge. How are you, mate?
4: Yeah, I think buzzing sums it up. Normally, I'm only happy on the Sunday because of the win, but it's actually carried on until the Monday. A huge result, so pretty pretty
2: good. Thanks for having me on. I know, you're welcome. And just in a minute we'll be joined by one of my favourite players from a bit of a random era of QPR where things were up and down, hit and miss, a bit a lot going on. Um, He scored some stunning goals, some lovely goals, you all know him as the White Pele, Akos Buzaki. So here we are joined by the midfield maestro, legend Akos (laughs) Buzaki.
5: (laughs) How are you mate, how have you been? I'm fine thank you very much. Uh, it's nice to nice to speak with you guys and uh, talk about the good old days. So I'm looking forward to this conversation of course. Obviously before
2: we jump in with the good old days what have you been up to like recently like what you're doing now? Are you involved with football at all or
5: Well it's it's been a roller coaster the last 10 years after I left uh, football uh I was doing my coaching uh Uh, badges in in England I'm done at the level until level 4 and uh, I started to be a coach in Hungary but I realized uh, that uh, the freedom on the pitch is not always freedom on the bench if you are if you're coaching so right now apart from uh, we have a football school in Hungary uh that's that's my father was starting in 1986 and th- this is the club grown FC when I grew up. so I'm I'm a owner of the club and uh, and if I want to to go back coaching or or or, or uh, go to see some kids improving, I can do a- a- every day but uh, right now I'm I'm a little bit moved away from professional football. Ah, brilliant. It's good to hear that you're like enjoying yourself though after football. Yes, I do, I do, I do. I always find <laughs> uh, targets in life and and challenges. Most of my life, it was in, in on the football pitch, but uh, of course, when you when you stop playing, you 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 will find different challenges, even inside your family. You know, when you have two small <laughs> kids, you have challenges. <laughs> So I'm glad they're sleeping now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've had that
2: challenge of getting mine to sleep as well. So <laughs> I know that pain. Obviously, I um, just wanted to start off. Obviously, you started off your career, obviously, in Hungary. What was the like, Hungarian league like in comparison to, say, playing in England? Obviously, I know you've played in Portugal as well. Like, what kind of standard of football is it in Hungary? Uh,
5: at the time, when I when I was 17 years old, 18 years old, as, as far as I remember, there was only one player, Istvan Kozma, who was playing uh, in in England, in the Premier League. At the time, I think that was a rule. You know, the uh, players, Eng- English club could sign only if they played certain number of national teams. So that was almost impossible to to come to England. That was before the European Union, Hungarian was... Was uh connected to Euro- European Union, and after when I became twenty two, uh, then that that was the year when Hungary going to EU opened the door for for uh, players to go to England, and uh, there was four or five players who 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 gone, uh, straight away Zoltan géra Gabor Kirai, Sandor Torgella, and I think I was the fourth player who was who was entered uh uh. Uh, to England. And uh, answering your question, that was, that was a,
3: it wasn't even a
5: dream because you don't dream about things, it's impossible, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so at the time it was impossible. And as soon as it became possible, that was, that was something uh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Obviously,
2: I know that before you came to England, you were signed by um, Jose Mourinho at Porto obviously you didn't necessarily get as many opportunities there as you probably would have liked to but what was it like working under him and being over in portugal
5: well you know every player has got his own path you know became became a, a football player or became a player who who he really enjoyed himself when i when i when i signed by for, by porto i was 20 years old before i always i only played in in uh, mtk and and my my uh uh youth club in in hungary so i didn't have much of uh, uh what's the right word experience so to be, to become a porto player they signed me for team b they didn't sign me yeah. for 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 the uh, the first team so that 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 was my first challenge how like, how could i enter into into the first team squad and uh, uh, I was very fortunate and uh, I had uh, some opportunities to train with the first team and uh, as more training I I was taken part of with, with with Porto I they 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 moved me into the first team squad but at the time that was that was unbelievable player uh, players playing there it was the midfield was De- De- Deco, Kostinya Manish. The uh, header Postiga was a striker play. So it it was almost impossible. Even on the bench, it was Aleni who was a Russian international. Yeah. So so for me to train with them, that was that was a that was a big uh, improvement. But as soon as I realized that that uh, that that it's more like i will i will at, at the time i will need playing games so i needed i needed to find a, a club where i can play games sitting on the bench age 21 22 it's not the best if i can go back back in the time maybe i would cha- i would i would change my decision because uh, when we won the uefa cup uh, yeah. i played one game uh, in in turkey and I played, I think, three games in the league, but I was I was part of the first team squad, and Mourinho was the coach. And uh, uh, Académica Coimbra, it's a Portuguese first division team, uh, called Porto, that they want to uh, loan me for a year. And I went to see uh, Jose and uh, ask his opinion. You know what what he thinks about about this situation. Should I stay? Should I go? And what he what he said. Listen Akos, it's uh I cannot promise you anything you see you see our squad we 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 won the European the the UFA cup next year we're going to Champions League it's it's i don't I can't promise you more opportunity to play in the first team than last year so I went on loan to Academica where I become, I had an injury they've had two two uh, coaches has been sucked. And Porto win the Champions League, win the league, win everything. Even if I play only three games in the Champions League, probably my CV would look a little bit better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so how did your move to England then come about?
5: So what happened, uh, after one year in Académica, I went back to Porto but that, at the time Mourinho left to chelsea and and uh, it's it's been a lot of changes in in porto and uh, I I gave myself uh, half season to to push myself back into the first team squad but uh, I tried really hard and but it just didn't work so in january I had an agent uh, amadou paixao is the portuguese agent and I told him that uh, that uh, I think I think it's time to 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 go from Porto because it's no point to be in the second team of Porto uh, in 22 years years old. So and and Plymouth was struggling in the championship and they were looking for for midfield player and I had to go on trial to Plymouth <laughs> and, and it was it was strange because. Uh, Saturday I left Porto, went to Plymouth. I was training on uh, Tuesday and we had a, a friendly game on Wednesday with Plymouth. Only the players who didn't play at the weekend because it was in January. So you you had the season in the middle of the season. So I played in a friendly on Wednesday against Torquay United. I scored on a given assist. So they signed me and Saturday I was starting against Presto United. That, that's <laughs> That's how quick it's happened. Everything,
2: so and, and the rest is history. That's when you made your mark on English football. That was <laughs> the first.
5: That was a, my. That was our first league game against Preston. The second one was West Ham United. Two two games we conceded six goals and didn't score one. <laughs> <laughs> that was our first two games.
2: <laughs> obviously, so then you obviously you moved on to QPR. Obviously, initially on loan. Um, how did you find it when you came in on loan? Obviously, I know that things at Plymouth weren't necessarily as smooth as they could have been when you joined us. So was it like a bit of a relief to come to us?
5: I wouldn't say that. I, I was in Plymouth for, I think, two and a half years, something like that. And uh, I had a, a six months. No, I was in the last year of my contract. And we started to contract uh, uh, negotiate. We start negotiate our contract, but uh, but before that, that was in I think we in October or, or maybe the end of September, we played against QPR at uh, at Loftus Road, and Plymouth we won two 0 and uh, I I had a great game and that was I think one of the first game when Flavio took over QPR, and he saw the game and uh, I, he liked uh, my style and. Uh, uh in the same time when we had the negotiation with plymouth qpr was was uh, uh, coming for me and uh, to be fair i had some great time in plymouth and i i i really like to play in plymouth uh but uh, sometimes for a player to become better need refreshing need a new challenge need need some new new uh New uh, targets, because with Plymouth, the only target was to stay in the championship. We were talking about maybe getting the playoff, and we had we had some very good good group of players. But deep inside, everybody knows that that all the best players gonna gonna go in 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 uh, any time, and that's what Plymouth did they sold all the best players and, and they made a good, good profit about that. And that what uh, with me, they, they done, they done the same because I have, I think six months left from my contract and QPR bought me out. Yeah. If I had six months, I could go free, but, uh, but uh, QPR paid for, for me. And, uh, it's very it's very strange because i didn't do anything different in qpr than what i did in plymouth but uh, when i when i when i shoot in plymouth it's go on the bar or or go 5 5 centimeters next to the bar outside and in <laughs> qpr even if i close my eyes and kick the ball everything goes in
2: so it, i was going to say because the 12 games you had on loan you scored six goals so you must have done something right
5: yeah it's just I don't know what happened it's just sometimes like a player you feel and it's 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 not uh, it's not I'm saying that because because I'm talking to you but but for me QPR was the club where I where I felt amazing you know I always feel like this is my club when I play there I felt the same with Plymouth but in the players, you know, when I mentioned in the beginning about his path, you know, you you have some steps, and and you are you are improving, improving, and then in a certain age, you are you get there. And I think for me, QPR was uh, that that was my my part of professional football when I when I feel that I'm arrived.
2: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you mentioned a minute ago about. Um, Flavio being taken over um just before you joined us what was your relationship with him like how like we hear lots of stories about how he was at that time <laughs> like was he as mental as he sounds or <laughs> well how
5: much time have you got because i, I, <laughs> I of course it it's a, it's not a not a not a usual uh owner he was and it's It's not hard to say that, Uh, but something, something he what in something he was really good. He was a businessman, and when he see an opportunity, he was he was doing everything to 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 get what he wants. So for him, it was a it was a really important uh, investment he made with QPR because he wanted to to prove that he is a top businessman and I think he's done that because uh, QPR needed needed a new investment he needed he needed some refreshment in the in the club because when I think when I when I come to QPR we were I think 19th position something like that so it's yeah just above the bottom top of the line <laughs> and then and then briatura came and started signing players, investing money, so we became a mid mid team. it's no no relegation problems. hope we will say that the same and end of the season <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, and and with with every club or or in the football, you know you not succeed if you don't invest. so you need you need a really professional setup you need a a very professional mind and you need time you cannot do in one day you're not gonna you're not gonna do miracles so you need you need a, a the way a professional way and patience to to be better and better and better and then then maybe you can get to the highest level yeah yeah obviously so speaking of patience and time
2: um, during your time with us, you had a lot of different managers, so it was wow. shows that the chairman necessarily so wasn't very patient with them. <laughs> but obviously, how did you find that having quite a few different managers?
5: Well, yeah, because you know what 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 Briatore was a strong personality, so he he has he has his his idea where he wanna wanna go from QPR. From day one, on in two years' time, and uh, he was making decisions very quick. If things doesn't, get, because he was he was he was feeling that the 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 things he wants to uh, uh, achieve with QPR is is not going to happen with this man, this coach maybe. And then, but the football doesn't work like that a lot of times. But. Uh, but uh, history is history, so we had so many, so many managers, and we had guys maybe three times, Ainsworth. <laughs> <laughs> it's always caretaker, caretaker, caretaker <laughs> between the two managers. So it was, it was a strange, strange uh, uh, time. But uh, but finally they find the right man to 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 get QPR to the top. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, just before we um,
2: touch on Neil Warnock and that kind of promotion season, while we're talking about other managers, just wanted to speak about there was an incident with, um, involving yourself and uh, Jimmy Jilton. Obviously, yeah. we had we heard different reports as fans and everything of a bit of a up, possibly punches thrown, headbutts thrown. Obviously, <laughs> what actually happened? Can you tell us? Is that something you're happy to talk about?
5: <laughs> well, I'm. One thing that everybody knows who knows me that i'm 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 a very calm person, so i'm I never had a fight in my life. so uh, and uh, I, i'm i'm uh, I always uh, what's the right word to say uh, with the managers i I know there's a lot of the managers are different. They have different different uh, ideas about football, about football players, the type of players they like. Respect—that's the—that's the word. I was, I would I was always respectful with 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 all of my coaches, and I know some of the coaches might didn't like me. I know some of the coaches liked me a lot, but for, my answer for that always was hard work, and even with with Neil Warnock. When we got prom- promoted with Neil Warnock, I know I wasn't his his favorite player, but I realized that if I'm good when he, when I had a chance to play, then he had no other chance to play me because because he wants to win. Everybody wants to win. With Jim Magilton, it was a different situation because uh, 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 it's not 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 only with me, but uh, uh, with the players who were. Who, who weren't able to to react his his uh, anger he was always go after those players and most of these are foreign players because if he if he start he he won't start uh, 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 talking like he talked to me or he talked to to Kaspar Gos or sometimes it Adele. He, he he didn't he didn't talk to like that to Fitz hall or patrick ajaman or, or 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 other english players they so he was he was talking talking really not 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 very respectful uh uh with 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 us and after the Watford game it's just uh, the only thing happened. He blamed us to losing the game. I was sub, and other was sub. I was playing, I think, twenty five minutes. We, I think we lost two nil, or three 0 or three one, something like that. And we both were were uh, subs, and we lost. And uh, he blamed me and other to losing the game. And uh, and uh, I just I just couldn't take it, and I just said i just answered him back but he didn't expect that i didn't say anything bad or anything disrespectful but i wasn't just the guy who was sitting and listening and i said what do you want what do you want me to do and then he he lost he losing it and uh, and then he, he said all different different things and i just left the dressing room and and the 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 unbelievable thing was that all of the, my teammates were, were supporting me. Even the English players said, this is this cannot happen in a dressing room because players and coaches and, and the staffs and, and the directors, you know, you have to you have to, to sit in the same boat. You cannot have, have a, a situation when when people doesn't respect each other and uh and uh, and that's that, that that's that's what we 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 all the players were uh uh told to 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 the directors to johnny and, uh, and and flavio and after after jim has to leave
6: so i mean i'm just going to jump in it i mean maybe if we talk about managers that you had a you know appreciative of you you know were there any QPR managers that maybe, you know, you really got on with and they got the best out of you, you know, any that sort of spring to mind out of the various, the long list that, you
5: know, came and
6: went during your time at QPR?
5: I wouldn't say that I had, I I have to complain about, about the managers in in, in QPR because all of the managers, even, even the ones, probably they wouldn't sign me if I'm not a QPR player, but uh, when you are a player, you need to learn to to deal with the difficulties, because if you cannot do that, you're not gonna be able to achieve, or 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 you're not gonna be able to 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 prove. So if you have a if you have a if you have a manager who always plays you, and 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 there is no no pressure on you. You need, I think for a player, you need some pressure. and the pressure is when the new manager comes and he leaves you out or he doesn't play you. So now you have a situation. What can you do? You have two options. or you you say the manager is 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 bad the 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 kit is the ball is bad, the field is every everything is is bad. Just you are the perfect or you look in the mirror and you say okay what do i need to, to change to play because that's why we are professional players i'm not going to move to england from hungary to, to sit at home and and uh, having some triple chocolate cookies which i love anyway by the way but but uh, but it's important to play and uh, some players are not not clever enough and they doesn't see through the big picture so they they gonna they gonna they gonna do things which doesn't help their career and uh, i had i had some tough coaches i had tony pulis in 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 plymouth everybody knows tony pulis the the football player starts from 190 hmm. and 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 needs to be strong and and direct football you know completely different that the how I, how i was playing and uh, and I was playing with Tony Pulis because I, I went to to, to, to to see him and I asked him, okay, Tony, I want to play. Tell me, what do I need to do to be playing? And he said, you need to fight, you need to tackle, you need to... <laughs> and I said, okay. I try to do that. Of course, I have got my, my, my own character, but I, I was trying to build what he wants me to do together with my with my with my with my positive things which i have and he and he realized that this guy is is trying so so why don't you we give him a chance because one thing for sure every every manager wants to win it doesn't matter who's gonna win for him the game it's the most important is to win the game
6: I'm surprised when he had that conversation with Tony Pulis, one of the bits he asked, did you have a long throw? Was that in the, when he he got chatting to you? uh, It's
5: let me throw the ball. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Um, Well, at at QPR, you know, you're obviously very fondly remembered for scoring an unbelievable amount of great goals. I think over half your goals for QPR came from outside the box. You touched on it earlier. We said everything you hit sort of seemed to go in. You could score with your eyes closed. Did that, you know shooting from distance with both feet may I add you know plenty of left-footed goals in there at QPR is it something you worked on or was it just you have a natural gift for striking the ball from range
5: no it's uh it was a lot of practice when I when I was a young kid I always go with my father to 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 practice practicing free kicks and uh even uh, with no net on the on the on the goals, uh, we just put a, a plastic bag, put stones in the plastic bag, and hang in the corner, both both side, far post, near post. I we had I had one ball. We wasn't very very wealthy uh, family, so I had one ball. So one shoot from outside the box, get the ball, go back, get the ball, go back. And I and and I I done that until until I didn't hit the rocks in the in the sack so the rocks fly out, and uh, both sides with both feet. And so
6: that's two footed comes in because I was going to ask. I yeah. was just go with your left foot. I mean, yeah, and, yeah.
5: And and of course it wasn't easy, and there's a lot of time. It was so many times I remember it was my it was dark, and my father said. We gonna go home when when you done it, and we, as it and that 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 was the other thing which which teach me to never give up. Because finally I hit it and it was so good feeling after three hours, and and you are tired and you are you losing your focus and the tech you losing the technique but still you do you do your repetition repetition. And uh, this is something I I I always I was very proud of that because uh, even with QPR, so many times I spoke with the Kitman Cat. I went there uh, when when people doesn't train. I get the balls from Cat go go to the to the training pitch and practice free kicks and practice kicking because that was some that football was my life, my hobby, my love, everything. So for me. I, I rather go and practice than sit home and that, that was and when you had a situation in the in the game you had a you had a chance to to shoot it's you have maybe even you're a midfielder maybe two three times uh, one game so you really need to have a good technique to score from three opportunities maybe once and uh, that's when you have to to have the technique right and you have the the self belief that okay now I'm going to shoot this ball I'm not going to find someone else in a better position because I know I'm, I'm 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 ready to score
6: well I must say that your era of QPR was a bit of a golden era of midfielders chipping in with like long range goals you have got yourself you've got ledgerwood terapt we were quite spoiled. rolands as well you know some great strikers with the ball from midfield i mean at QPR do you do you have a particular goal that stands out as your favorite and,
5: you know well i had some special goals with yeah. qpr <laughs> uh, for me i think one of the best goals was the the goal of the season against blackpool but uh, but did you mean it yes i did i did mean it if you ask me if I could do that again, probably say no. But uh, I think one of my proudest goal was the the vegan goal from free kick in a, in the Premier League. That was my first Premier League goal. And uh, at the time, uh, that's when I started playing with under Mark Hughes with with Neil Warnock. I was always on the bench, never played. I played in the beginning two games, and after I. They with all the new signings, I wasn't had many opportunities, and with Mark, I think he gave me the opportunity. So I was really wanted to to score a goal, and that was really special from a free kick to score in the Premier League. So that was, that was that was a great, great, great moment.
6: Well, I think like in terms of you know Hungarian goal scorers in the Premier League, are one of a select few. I mean, there's only four. Do you reckon you could name the other three? Hungarian players to score in the Premier League?
5: Yes, of course. Zolt Angera. Yep. Uh, Tomáš Priskin. Former QPR teammate. Yeah. Uh, of course, Soboslai now, he was scoring.
6: Yep, and, and yourself. That's it. The four scorers and, in yeah. Premier League history from yeah. Hungary.
5: So you nailed that one.
6: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean... Just if, finally, hold oh, on. Would
5: finish, that would be a much harder question to answer.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just finally, the, just on the Premier League um, aspect, was that you know, as a growing up, was it something that you you know you aspired to you know when you to move to England, play in the top flight in English football, and you know how was it stepping up from the Championship with QPR into the Premier League when you got your opportunities? How how, how did you find it? You know, in terms of c- competing
5: it's interesting because i found uh, uh to play in a premier league is easier to play in a championship when you play but that's 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 important i mean uh, i mean to playing is when you have the ball you have more time you don't have crazy defenders flying from left and right and and uh, coming uh, delayed and they kick. you were both legs because at the time there was like fuck. Some some of the championship games were like that. In the Premier League, you had more time with the ball. You have better players around you, so you had better options to play the ball. But uh, if you lose the ball, it was so much harder to get the ball back. So when you had in a good a good day. And most of the our, our Premier League games that was at home, so if you had a good home game, you can really enjoy playing. But uh, some of the games when you 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 went away, for example, Man United. I think I don't know if you remember the 20th minutes, Sean Derry was sent off.
3: Yeah, yeah. we still remember that Ashley Young dive. <laughs>
5: Ten men, ten man in Old Trafford. I think I never run as much as I done in that game, and that <laughs> the ball so few times. Then <laughs> it was just chasing without the ball.
3: You've obviously alluded to the fact that when we're in the Premier League, a lot of our good days came at home. But what what was the feeling like towards the end of that first season where we survived because we won, obviously. Like I think it's like five or six home games in a row, but yeah. no one kind of expected us to win. Um, did did did, it, did you did you feel anything particularly changed about the team, the club at that time, or it just something came together?
5: Uh, we 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 had the the changing the manager, so Mark Hughes came in. He had a different different. Uh, mentality than the Neil Warnock had mm. so he was a little he had a he come to the players in the, from a different point to, point of of uh uh attention he was he was on the training sessions changed it was so much sharper so much uh so much modern uh like Neil Warnock was a really men's manager, you know, it's some of the players didn't even train because because they didn't have to in a championship. We were we had the the the, the, the squad so strong, so it was wasn't hard for us to win the championship at the time. Uh, but the Premier League is different. And if a pre- in the Premier League, if you had a bad spell, that could that could uh, kill you for the season. And what happened? With, the lucky thing for us was we had a bad spell in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, after Mark Hughes came on, uh, it didn't change anything straight away. But we players could feel that 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 this this thing is not is not a lost case. You know, to stay up is not impossible. Because with, in December we felt that. Who who we gonna beat? <laughs> we cannot beat anybody in this league. And then and then in in January, then 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 when Marcus came and we felt better shaped, physically uh, stronger, uh, uh, we had we had uh, fit fitter players, and uh, you start getting some points and we start winning home games win against bigger teams which give you more confidence and uh, we had some luck as well at the end in the last 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 day of the of the season but we deserve the luck i think so we de- we deserve to stay up uh that was the that was my best season
3: you I mean, your best from a team I'm, perspective or you felt your favorite season at qpr I think
0: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My
5: my favorite season, yes. Yeah. Yes. It was so so many up and even with my my situation. I, I don't I don't think you know guys but they wanted to loan me at Millwall in uh, in in uh, January. Near Warnock. I was playing in a second team. I wasn't even uh uh I in the last two games with with Neil Warnock I wasn't even in the squad so I was I asked to play games so I was sending sending uh, play, uh, playing games in in the second team and uh and Wall wall asked QPR if they can take me and the, at QPR said okay no problem just talk with Akos and uh and they, they they come to me and uh, and I said, no, I want to stay. And a couple of days later, Mark Hughes become the manager. And two weeks later, I was playing against Newcastle United away.
3: Yeah, I think it, I mean, you mentioned earlier about that loan move uh, to academia and thinking about whether, whether that was the right thing. Maybe that that thought yeah. process was the same one then. And that's just the way football works, right? Sometimes yeah. you make, make one decision and, if, or a decision you don't make leads to a good outcome.
5: Yes. Yes. But the thing is, I never wanted to leave QPR.
3: Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask whether, because um, when you left us, you were only 30 years old. It's not like you were old. You were yeah. still, and you were saying that was after your favourite season. You yeah. still showed you had a lot to give us. Um, obviously the season, that the summer that you did leave, obviously we had a, well, yeah, a huge change of players, and I think that's the season a lot of qPR fans go back to that changed our club for well, a lot of negative reasons, but so you obviously wanted to stay. Did you feel the club didn't do enough to to try to make try to encourage you to stay and give you a new deal? You know, to be completely honest, uh
5: qPR gave me an option. So what's happened? I was playing for QPR, I think, uh, four years now, something like that. And I was there when we were in the bottom of the championship. Um, I was there when, when, when we stayed up in the Premier League, in the uh, second part of the Premier League uh, season. I was playing every single game. I think maybe one or two games uh, since January from January until the end of end of the season. I think only maybe West Brom away I didn't play it and maybe well, maybe one more game, but or I was starting or I was I was ke- uh, coming in and uh, I scored two goals. I played like 20, 20 games. so and I know my contract is is, is finished in the summer, so I I, I came home. Uh to Hungary, before I came home I was I was hoping that somebody gonna talk to me about next season and uh, what's happened they they sent me a, a notification that they they offer me one year extension uh, with the same condition I had the last year. And of course I was a old player, so I didn't have the condition that the new guys had. But for me, it's never been about the money. It's about a little bit of I it, it hurts me a little bit. Yeah. When, and when and what the message was that Aquash, you can stay. We gave you the, the opportunity to stay one more year. But if you leave, then you are you are you are you're free to leave. And a player, a pl- I think players needs uh, needs that uh, that they are a little bit important for the club. You know, why would you stay in a club where you are not really important? They not count with you. And and I was I was I was I didn't deserve this kind of this kind of uh, uh, situation. I think I I was I was a lot of I had some injuries and I have some some ups and downs. But one thing they 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 cannot take away from me i always give my my heart and and everything for qpr
3: yeah no i think yeah what you're saying is you wanted to feel wanted and that's what every player wants right i mean you talk about anybody in their normal job like your company you want your boss to make you feel wanted and everything like that i mean yeah i think we won't we won't touch upon that summer too much but it felt like a lot kind of from the The group that had got us promoted and that had that real core base that I think a lot of fans could relate to, yes. we lost that at that time, and that was just um, just very unfortunate. But is there anyone in the squad from that you played with at QPR that you still you're still in contact with now? Uh, well, so,
5: H H H was the one time in 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 Hungary, and we had the, an unbelievable New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but to be fair, uh that, at, at the last year it was it was we were we weren't a real team, it was so many individuals who they does not yeah. know. So it, it didn't become I think the results ca- the results can 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 show that. You had some good players, but we weren't a, a team. We were, we were, we couldn't fight for each other. Everybody had his own, own. Some of the players were end of their career. They just come here to, to play some games to, give, to get some money. Some of the players were not interested. Some of the, so, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't. We were we were, we wasn't clicked the the whole group. We were starting clicking with Mark Hughes, and that's how we got promoted. But uh, but that's not that's not enough in the Premier League for long term. Maybe maybe you can survive one season, but but you need quality and you need togetherness together in the Premier League, and that's why that's how you can you can have a longer run in the in the Premier League. Like like Crystal Palace does, or 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 Brighton Albion, or even Brentford. Brentford didn't exist when 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 QP were in the mm-hmm. Premier, and, and serious, they had yeah. no state, they 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 had nothing. And look now, you know, it's 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 strange, you know, things how 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 quick can change. I mean, quick in football football languages like four or five years. But they had the they had the 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 right DNA for the club, and they they start building it up, and now they are they are in the top.
3: Yeah, and I think that's um, I mean that's kind of what Luton have got. Whether they'll have enough to survive, like these are obviously clubs we as QPR fans don't kind of like to see do well because we've obviously had the years of rivalries, but I think we kind of have to respect them that they've done it. I mean, all of. Uh, when we're doing badly, all of our fans point to those clubs and go, "We need to do what they did." Um, yeah. But we'll we'll be back. I've just got one final question, which you kind of mentioned earlier about our current situation. But do you still look out for QPR results and kind of, of catch any games or highlights whenever you can?
5: No, of course, of course. We have a, I have the uh, like a soccer results website in Hungary where where you can see the little highlights as well. And some of the games has been has been on the TV recently. I think you, I think Sky Sky Sports give it in 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 the UK or I don't know which how you call now. <laughs> but uh, if 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 the the television give it in, in in England, then the same in Hungary. So it was QPR on the TV couple of couple of times, and uh, some of the games I fight through watching it. <laughs>
4: it's not been great recently, has it,
5: Akos? <laughs> I know it's different. You know, watching a game on the television. If you are, if you are at the stadium, you know, the, all the atmosphere brings you together. You know, brings you, and you see a, a different game. But uh, sometimes uh, watching through the television, it's, 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 it's not, it's not, it's not, not the best. Well, you know, they still sometimes
4: sing your sing your song in the stands even now. Really? <laughs> just su- super random, but um, you still hear it. Um, and so just the guys have said you've obviously played under a lot of managers at QPR, um, and with that, there were a lot of players. Do you reckon you could name a five-a-side team from the guys you've played with at QPR?
5: Of course, of course. Is
4: that easy? Do you reckon?
5: Yes, it's, it's easy. Okay. Very... Sure. Radak in the goal, hundred percent. I think he's fatos now. I don't. I don't see him, but you could. You could. You could tell that if and he finished playing, he's gonna have a massive, massive bump. So he's gonna be in the goal because it's impossible to pass the ball next to him in the net. And Ale Forlin, we need. We need. We need. Uh, he has a good, uh, uh, good touch, and uh, he's he's got a good brain. I would say, uh, Kai Walker mm.
4: from a Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He's he's,
5: uh, he's got uh, I a. Mean, if I lose the ball, I need somebody who run back for me. You know, and he's he can he can catch the guy. Ledger Wood, I would I would take him. You need you need a strong man in the in, in, in the in the five side. And uh I would put H Haguson and me. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, good player. We we've been trying to replace Carl Walker since he left, really. We we've struggled yeah. with, with getting a good right back in um for years and years now. So it was good. It was a good six months whilst we had him. Um, and Adele. So, wait, did you say Adele didn't he's not made the team to rapt?
5: Well, probably if you ask Adele about a five-a-side, he wouldn't put me in the team. So, <laughs> 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 no, I mean, well, Adele, Adele is Adele. It's uh, that really- was my next
4: question was going to be, What was it like playing with Adele? I thought it was going to be. A better response, but now I'm I'm worried what what the no. response is going to be like.
5: It's uh, you know, when I was 28, I think other was 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. Quite similar players. He had I, I think he he's got uh, he's got uh, he's he's got talent that I never see before. So he's got great feet. He was in the first two steps. He was very quick. He was dribbling good. So he he's got everything to become a top top player. But uh, his attitude is just is just it just didn't didn't uh, uh, go as high than his talent is. And even like that, he became, he played in Milan, he played in Benfica, he played in Fulham. So he, he had a great career. Can you imagine if he had a, a better work ethic, he could be Ronaldinho or something like that. So I would I wouldn't pick Adair because in my team I like to play players who are team players.
4: Yeah, that's that makes sense. Um, <laughs> uh. I've got a couple of quick-fire questions, um, but i will rattle them off. So, Shabozlai or Tarapt. But and now that one is redundant. What? Sh- uh, Dominic Shabozlai or Tarapt. Who would you no. choose?
5: Shabozlai all day long.
4: Shabozlai. And you, you and him are two of the few Hungarians that have played in the Premier League. And both of you can absolutely twat the ball. Is it is it a Hungarian thing where you, I know you said you practised it, but are you just born being able to, well, with a fantastic strike? Well, but like he's 22 years old and he's in Liverpool. I know, I know, but I'm saying the foot, he's got a foot like a traction engine, so. Yeah.
2: Does it come from watching um Pushkas squaring up? Like, is that your <laughs> idol Because he could hit a ball as well.
5: I don't know but uh, Sobosla is quick as fuck as well but I'm sorry to say that but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to be quick <laughs> but uh, he's got he's he's a player I was I was really worried he's get injured because he was playing so many games and coming from Germany to England the 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 games are so different and uh, hopefully he's going to he's going to be fit soon and 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 come back playing. But I think for the next two years he's gonna be he's gonna be even better players.
4: Mm, he's good. Um, Clint Hall or Fitz Hall?
5: Clint. Clint. Yeah. yeah. Machine.
4: Yeah. Uh, Hungarian food or English food?
5: Well, Hungarian food. Hungarian food.
4: Okay. Okay. Your favorite prem team.
5: Right now is Liverpool because of the the, the soboslai
4: Okay, fair enough. And the old QPR badge or the one that they changed it to, or the one that you're wearing on your shirt now, which one? That one or the one when you first joined?
5: I'm trying to remember the old one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's behind, was... If you if you no. look on Chris, it's just behind his head on that shirt. You can <laughs> see it.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see no, I would say I like traditional things. Mm. <laughs> for me, if if a club has a tradition, even if things changes, something needs to be be stayed the same than it was long time ago. So I would I would say that the old one,
4: yeah, agreed, and they changed it back to something closer to that. so it's' oh. it's, it's better now again. Um, and then finally, do you think qPR stay up this
5: season uh i really i re- i i don't i, don't, I know it. they have to there's no way that qPR going to play in the league one yeah, they have
4: to answer, they, answer. Need to,
5: they, need to, they need they need to know the 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 weight of that you know to play for qPR is it's it's not a league one team I know so many teams said that like before, like I don't know, Southampton and, and, and Sunderland and stuff like play teams like that who who went down, but uh but I don't think QPR to to go down. But or if if it does, it was gonna be a hell of a way to come back. Because if you go low lower, it's much harder to, to, to jump back. So they, they need to stay up.
2: Definitely. Obviously, um, Akos, I'm really conscious we've had you for like the best part of an hour, uh, and it's probably getting late where you are. So I just want to say, like, thanks very much for coming on. It's been brilliant chatting to you. I'm sure me and the lads could have chatted you for at least another hour. But just wanted to say thank you very much for coming on and speaking to us.
5: No, thank, thanks for, for having me and uh, hope everything goes well for QPR. And uh... And it's gonna be a new chapter for next season.
2: <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Have cheers. a good night.
3: Akos, pleasure. Thanks, Akos.
5: Ciao, guys. Bye, bye, bye.
2: Right. Well, that was probably one of the best hours of speaking to an ex-player. I think we've had on the podcast. It was such a t- such a top bloke, and really good information coming out of him. Like really good stories. Really enjoyed that. But I am conscious this podcast is dragging on, and if you're still listening, I really appreciate that. But we'll quickly discuss the brilliant win against Bristol City at the weekend. Uh, Jack, go to you first, mate. What did you make of the game?
6: Yeah, I thought you know we grew into it. Um, it re- really accomplished away performance by full time. I would say. I mean, I thought Lucas Anderson sort of embodied that the way he sort of he you know, a few off touches at the start, but I personally, I thought, but as the game went on, he started to really dictate it and it was really, really good to see him starting to, you know, get a hold of the ball, link up with Cher and Willock. And for me, that was a real pleasure to start watching someone on their wavelength, if not even higher, because of, you know, the level he's been at before, you know, really sort of merge in and, you know, make a difference. And that assist, the composure, Like we've really lacked that in that final third, especially out wide, that, just that little ball just to cut in and, you know, head up, pick someone out rather than just hit it at the first man or hit it over. You know, he just, he's composure, isn't he? He's a composed player. And you'd like to think he'll get fitter, you know, as we go on. but The yeah, opposite we, of I a Paul have, Smith. No, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, I like Paul, I'll stick up with Smith, but I know what you mean. You know, he's got a bit to work on, on that aspect of his game. But, you know, I thought Willock, best game he's had, in seasons maybe you know I know he's had goals goal scoring appearances this season but for me he, he he could have scored but you know overall I thought his play was better he looked fitter he was hungrier he was getting on the ball um maybe being dropped was a rocket that he needed but you know really really impressed I think defensively you know we, we looked really solid at Bristol City they didn't really trouble us and but that second half performance some of the football was superb and uh You just, you want this QPR team to do that on a consistent basis. They just can't and they haven't for various reasons. And and I know we'll touch on it, This you know, the weekend game coming, but we've been burnt too many times to trust this team. And you want to, when they can play like that and you think it's there, come on, bit of consistency. But, you know, overall, smashing performance and, you know, Bristol City... We love playing there. Won our the last four away games in a row at Bristol City. Um, it's first first time we've won four consecutive away games against a single team since a five game winning run at Chesterfield between nineteen fifty nine and two thousand three. So that sort of streak at a ground doesn't happen very often. But uh, yeah, really, really enjoyable performance and uh, brilliant away support. Very vocal. You know what a day out that would have been.
2: That it was a brilliant day out and speaking of that i just want to say thank you if he's listened to the person who helped me up from the stairs on the concourse where we scored i've got sent flying don't know what happened i'm on the floor and some geezer behind me picks me up so if he listens appreciate that mate um harry obviously before the game we saw the team come out um obviously ben we were in the pub beforehand and ben was absolutely fuming about jimmy dunn playing at uh right back obviously he had a bit of a shaky first 10-15, but what did you make of like that little kind of tactical switch put into him there?
4: Yeah, well, I think we spoke about it slightly on the last pod with the average positions of that back four and how Kenneth Powell does, well, inevitably, he's basically a left winger when we've got the ball or he's popping up in these left wing positions, these left 10 positions, popping up all over there and Cannon or Dunn has been... Well, like sometimes they got forward, but traditionally they're more hanging around, and it's almost, almost in a way, a bit of a back three when we have got the ball. So when I saw it, maybe at first glance I was thinking, "Core, cool, Jimmy Dunn, right back." Not too sure how I feel about it, but then you sort of remember that, and he's not gonna have to be bombing down the wing. Um, although he was, although he, although <laughs> he actually was a bit, and uh, there's a few times where chair and willock would they drive they drive to get their head up because the ball's on to feed it wide right and they'd realize it's done and they'd almost just go nah and sort of (laughs) turn back in but i i did enjoy his performance and there was that one in the second half where it was just classic jimmy dunn like for the for the badge gone through three of them and left them on the floor and in in my living room got pretty pumped up watching that so uh (laughs) It was good, and that's that's what he he will give you. I mean, he is a bit limited. Like I think we've all we we all know that um, has a bit of an error, a little bit clunky, but he he's the type of guy you want around the squad because when he's called upon, like he was, because Cannon's been shaky, well, put in a lot of effort, did all right on the ball, and like was it was a good performance that like, you can you can kind of rely on him to play for the badge, so Yeah, other than that, I think Jack actually summed up the game pretty perfectly. Anderson at the beginning, I was thinking, is this guy actually any good for the first 10 minutes he kept? Because he's not the strongest. He gets it taken off him sometimes a little bit easily, but you could tell he's clever and he just came into his own after 10-15 and he was absolutely dictating it. So, loved that, loved Willock. Everything he did other than a shot was coming off for him. So... um. Yeah, other than that, it's hard to pick standouts because the standard was good all over the pitch, I felt. Um, are probably our best performance in a while, I'd say. Um, don't know if there's any any more to add from you guys.
2: Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like the Chris Willock shots towards the end of the game, I think he was just so knackered because he put <laughs> in such a shift that it was just hit the ball, was, hit the ball it was just going straight to the keeper. Um, we were saying obviously on the way home from the game that how much actually we controlled the second half and we never really looked like conceding, which is bizarre. The scoreline doesn't reflect the fact that actually it was a much more comfortable game than a 1-0 win. Um, Chris, what did you make of it? Did you think, have take that away as well? that It looked more comfortable than it was?
3: Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the clips obviously the, the club have put out on socials of how well we kept the ball. Especially in that kind of left left wing area between like Colback chair, Powell. That that is the pure sign our proper sign that we are comfortable on the ball. If someone was doing if, if roles are reversed and someone was doing that against us, God, we would be absolutely spewing in the stands. One nil down at home and the team's doing that. Yeah, great to see. that the only issue was like the one two that Willock played with Frey in the box and it wasn't a difficult ball for Frey to play back literally if he touches it off like lightest touch, Willett's got a pass into the back of the net. If he'd done that 2 0, perfect performance. But um yeah. If you think most one nil away one nils, you you cling in on last ten minutes, backs against the wall, defending deep, corner after corner. And it wasn't like that. No, we were that was excellent. Even I mean Samfield did amazingly well for the clear the ball off the line, but Wells was offside. The lino did have his flag up, but obviously Phil doesn't know that. Um, so yeah, I think Saturday was a sign that everybody in the squad has a place, has a, has a sort of a place to play or a position to play in this in the running. Uh, we're not just about eleven or twelve players. People come in; they can still do a job. We can switch a system we want to do. So obviously. Harry, you talked last week about you really wanted one of Smith or Armstrong on the pitch because obviously that pace outlet, we had neither of them on Saturday yeah. in an away game. Most fans must have been thinking, oh, that is a massive call. He went with a control system and it worked. Like, it's not going to work every game, but that's a right call on the day. Um, and yeah, as ever, this is a week. Well, we'll get probably like Thursday night, people will get worried. But early from Saturday till Yeah, Thursday lunchtime, people are positive about our situation now. We just, Jack's absolutely nailed it. Consistency, can we do it? On that one about
4: the pace, I thought that was like a big difference in terms of how we had been playing. A lot of it was like, we played short to go long again, but what we've been doing before was like play short to go long in behind for Armstrong in that left channel, particularly but we were sort of sacrificing like that control on the ball that we saw in the second half. Again, from the goal kicks, we'd go short, but then it would go long into Dykes and try and play off of him with the three in behind. So rather than knocking it in, it was almost like stretch the pitch to give Anderson, Willock and Chair, like space to play in that pocket. And Dykes and Frey can sort of do that role where they almost like a human battering ram up there to give those guys the space. And, Probably a bit more of a what we would have expected from Marty coming in in terms of not too reliant on pace and more about getting the technical players on the ball. Um and I think, well, Anderson for Anderson and Willock for Smith sort of embodies that. But it was definitely interesting to watch and it, it worked and it was, it was it was good. Um, I don't know if you agreed with that, Dunk at the game.
2: I think the only thing that I'd slightly disagree with was the effectiveness of Dykes. And I'll make this point for Ben, because Ben was screaming in my ear all game <laughs> about the fact that he never won a single header. Like it was, There was a point in the um, first half and he took it down on his chest, really did that hard part to control it on his chest really well. And it was it a was simple pass inside, and he just didn't. Like The pass was the easy bit, and he couldn't do that. But the hard part of taking it down on his chest, he did. And he's just... It for me, it kind of felt like that was Dykes' opportunity to like stake a claim for why he should start, and I just don't know whether he did enough.
6: Do you think um, Fraser
2: enough to have a run of
6: games now? Has he had enough minutes? Do you think, or because I think uh, his movement is far superior in the box at least, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like the the runs he's making, he's not always there. Like the balls not always there. Um, consistency again. But from our delivery but it is just general movement looks good the only thing you know negatively i'd say and i don't know if this is a fitness issue uh, issue is that he looks quite um he's not very mobile dykes is a lot more mobile than frey and that's yeah dykes not really mobile either but that's the only thing i look at him and i worry a little bit is he mobile enough but as a movement intelligence he, he's definitely got something for sure yeah
2: and he like he 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 was trying to make a few runs and there was one moment when like chair picked the ball up and it's like it was almost like he autopilot oh, thought sinks was playing because he played this lovely little ball down the channels and Frey just kind of went no nah, i'm not chasing that <laughs> <laughs> like he's like i've got no chance of getting that but again that's not going to be his game is it like with dykes playing the ball into channels isn't really their game it's playing it to their feet to their chest to their head and getting them involved that way like you said He had that little chance with the 1-2 with Willock. Didn't quite play the right way to pass. Again, it is that rustiness because he hasn't played enough this season. Like, I don't feel like he's ready to start yet, Frey, at all. I feel like he's still a couple of matches away from being near a 90 minutes or even a 60, 70 minutes.
3: Yeah. If we want someone to to apply pressure on two centre-backs and possibly move out to a third centre-back or a full-back, God, he's going to be blowing out of his arse by 25 minutes in and yeah, we, it's not, they want wants to work. But yeah, the movement thing, Jack, that's a good point because I wanted to bring up when we talked about the Norwich game last week, even when he came on, he made a great bit of movement for a, like header at the near post in front of a defender and then even his goal and it was like, okay, these are these are the signs we need to see from striker. Probably the things that we've moaned about that Dykes doesn't do or just aren't instinctive for him. Um, so we've got three options up front probably none of them are clinical, but they will offer you something different. But that's good. like Because, I mean, we can't guess the team for Saturday. So how can opposition do it? Like, that means they've got to prepare for different things. And that's a positive.
2: Right. So let's talk about Saturday. Oof. Because we're one point off. We're playing Rotherham, bottom of the league. We all know what's going to happen, don't we? <laughs> Yeah. One one nil Rotherham. Mm. We have this chance to get ourselves out of danger, put more pressure on the teams around us who all drop points on Saturday. Which all the results seem to go in our favour. So, what can Marty do with the players this week to try and almost get that mental pressure off them for how important this game is? Because surely they're they're aware they should be beating Rotherham, win this game, and we're putting ourselves in a much better position. Imagine Jack, we're not what on Right
6: imagine we're away from home because they seem to play a bit more freedom sometimes when they do that um yeah we're winless in our last five against Rotherham and each last four meetings Rotherham's had a different QPR manager so difficult difficult one to call Rotherham are pretty poor they're not the you know they're not not much really I mean we've, we've beaten better teams this year but as you say it's the it's the mental aspect I think here our players don't Seem to well not, not all of them there are players you, you can hang your hat on like Steve Cook, Clark Salter you know they've been brilliant you know great partnership but there are players in there that seem to fade in and out of form game to game so I I think it'd be a draw by to predict it now mate I think we uh unless we go yeah, we blitz it at the beginning we get one or two goals up early doors and the confidence just flows I, I think we're gonna you know could be in for a really real cagey game now, chris
3: what do you think mate othermore well, we've got four points away from home all season like on one hand that's such a good thing. on the other hand it's just it's painful to look at because yeah the fear of what's going to happen i think Jack's Jack's nailed it if we can be one two up within two up at half time or one up within 20 minutes i'll be com- i'll be confident if it's nil nil half time we know what the second half is going to be. They'll have everybody behind the ball. It'll be time wasting every opportunity. We won't move the ball quick enough because either we we don't or we don't find the rhythm for that. But all he's got to be instilling this week is what happened in the other games versus opponents like this. What happened against Stoke? What happened against Huddersfield? That can't happen on Saturday. You have like high energy. Any, and that's why the team again is so key I think it's just people who move the ball quickly that's what we're going to have to play with Um yeah I think like Jack said we've been burnt too many times suddenly looking positive we're close to getting out of it the the kind of point I made a few pods ago was when we had 18 games left I said we needed seven wins and five draws to get to 50 points we've got in those five games we've got eight points so in thirteen games I think we need eighteen points. That's five wins and three draws and five losses. Which doesn't sound it sounds a hell of a lot easier if you beat Rotherham on Saturday. But yeah, I think I'm gonna to have to go for a a one one, unfortunately. One-one. Nice. I need to be. I need to see it proven first.
2: but right. Harry, do you think Marty needs to take a gamble, maybe go two up top, um start dikes and sinks together? give us more of that attacking impetus at home? Or what, do you, what? what's your take on it? What do you think we should be doing to try and get this result we need?
4: I don't think he'll go with two up top. Like we sort of said last week, I think he's pretty regimented in that 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, it's a shame that Frey isn't a bit fitter because I do think like with these sides that are going to just sit in deep where there's no space in behind for Sinclair to run on to you you'd quite like a bigger target man up there if they are just yeah if they are just gonna sit and deep someone who's a bit clever that might make the most of these crosses. Um where we've said about Dykes' movement in the box. I mean if it if it lands on his head, he's actually not a half bad finisher with his head, but it's about sort of getting getting onto it, which he doesn't really do enough. Um so I'd like I'd like Frey to start, but like we said, I'm not too sure he'll be um He'll be fit, so sort of Dykes up top, I'd imagine, um, over Armstrong, just because of that lack of space in behind, sort of nullifies his his threat, um, and then get the crosses of the ball on the pitch. You got to have Anderson on the pitch, um, want to have Willock on the pitch, uh, yeah. It's. I, I've i written it off in my head, to be honest. I wrote it off after we beat Bristol City. I thought that we'll just end up losing. Uh, so I'm going to try my hardest to keep my hopes down, despite how big of a game it is and what it could mean for our season. Um, but yeah, um, I think it probably will be quite a scrappy game. He seemed... Marty's... Well, if his team selections anything to go by, he'll have the cross of the ball and he have the big guys on the pitch. So... Uh it has the potential to be a bit of a scrappy game. Um, but we just gotta hope that our quality of if he starts that three of Chair Willock and Anderson is enough to unlock the door. Um I think that's what it'll come down to. And then it'll other than that, just who, who wants it most. And then if we can get those three on the board, we might be lucky. But I yeah, like I said, I've written it off. I reckon we probably a one one like like Chris has said, but I'll I i i I'd be more surprised if we win than lose like i i just i just think it was such a it's written it's written in the stars
2: not see i'm actually i'm gonna be positive i to be optimistic i think this is that game this is the game that all like we've been waiting to get out of it and we've blown chance after chance after chance i think this is the game we do it i've just got if we don't because if we don't i can't see us staying up then if we blow this opportunity now so i've got to be that positive optimistic and positive that that's what's going to happen Um, Right, I'm really conscious we've been on this for a long, long time. And if anyone is still really listening, I really appreciate it. (laughs) Um, So on that note... They all tuned out when Akos went off, off, mate. That's it. On that note, let's have a big positive result of the weekend. Come on, you ours. You ours.
4: You ours.